So there's a great book called Transcendent Sex. And it's like all about how like really great sex is being present, focused, embodied, having connection, alignment, merging, being in sync, mm-hmm. extraordinary communication, heightened empathy, deep sexual and erotic intimacy, authenticity, being genuine, uninhibited, and transparent, transcendence, bliss, peace, transformation, and healing, exploration, interpersonal risk-taking, and fun, vulnerability and surrender, lust, desire, chemistry, and attraction, intense physical sensation, and orgasm. Like, those last two are actually minor yeah. qualities transcendent sex the major ones are above and so i'm like wow most of those are things you experience in a psychedelic state and so knowing that like if we're teaching people how to get to these places of of like high higher states of consciousness we have like an opportunity we, we actually have to like warn people and in informed consent like you may fall madly in love with your partner like you shouldn't do this program if you're like super new in a relationship and you don't want to get bonded to someone this is the roxanne show get ready it's time to rise Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of The Roxanne Show. I am so excited to introduce to you, if you don't know her already, Dr. Molly Malouf. She is truly one of the most dynamic trailblazers in the health and wellness space. She wrote a book called The Spark Factor. You're going to hear us talk about that a lot in this episode, um, in addition to so many other things. But I really just want to highlight that I cannot recommend this book enough. Uh, It's geared towards women primarily. But the book is such a comprehensive guide to really understand the ways at which you can level up your vitality. She has done, in my opinion, like one of the best jobs I've ever seen uh, taking biology, you know, physiology, even psychology components, um, and integrating it into a comprehensive guide that helps you in very practical ways to start making lifestyle choices that are going to up-level your vitality. So I'm going to leave it there. Um, She's a badass. I can't say enough amazing things about her. She's actually one of the first guests that I've ever had on the show, so years and years ago. So we've known each other for quite some time, and you're going to learn a lot of really cool leading edge um, information in the health and wellness space because she's always tapping into kind of like what are we not looking at that we should be looking at that also incorporates you know or integrates into um, what it takes to live from our optimal state of health so definitely check out her book the spark factor she's on instagram dr molly uh, dot co and um, leave us messages on Instagram. Share it on your on your stories. Honestly, I'd love to know what you think about this episode and just taking in this information. If you're on YouTube, subscribe and let us know in the comments. You know, did you have a really powerful takeaway? All that stuff. We love connecting with you. So enjoy this episode, and I will talk to you after you take it in. I'm so excited to just be back in this zone of conversation with you. You and I have known each other for years now, and you were one of the first guests on my show, which was so special. Yeah, I mean, such a different production. I mean, I've I've just changed the name of my podcast um, to The Roxanne Show. And to have you back on now and your evolution um, since then, just in, in your own, in your life and your career, has been really inspiring to witness. Um, you are truly one of my favorite experts in health to listen to because you're always so on the pulse of things that to me is this very, very comprehensive, holistic view of health. And I just don't think that it's really possible to optimize vitality without that perspective. And so I'm excited because you wrote a book that, no, I'm not fucking around. Like, this is not to be super nice. Molly, I, I mean it with all my heart. Your book is one of the greatest books I've written, read on 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 health from that perspective where- Oh my God, that means so much coming from you. Well, it's so real because you, you know, you, okay, so optimizing metal, uh, metabolism, mastering stress response, um, managing movement, creating connection. And, and this book is obviously, it's geared towards women's health, which 
I'm so excited to dive into that with you because there's a real um, issue around the lack of real knowledge specific for women in our health. So you did such an amazing job. And I love how, whether it's you speaking or in, in the book, you take the complexities of all things health and you distill it down in a very easy to understand. The book is very conversational. I feel like I'm listening to you just speak. And that's where the most um, retention can be, you know, made. And then, then when you have retention, then you can actually, you know, put application into place. Yeah. So yeah, you, you, you did an excellent job. So I'm fucking excited to get down on all things spark factor with you. <laughs> Thank you. It yes. means so much, honestly, coming from you. Like no. I have massive respect for you. I remember when Thank I first you, met girl. you, I was like, this woman is so strong, so powerful, so fit and healthy and feminine. And Thank just you. like, you're badass. Ditto, Mama. Thank you so much. I appreciate. I know we need more real lifetime, so we gotta. I know. We gotta. We gotta figure that out. Truly. Um, yeah. I there's so many places to start, but I think maybe the best place is what is the spark factor. I mean, we kind of titled the book the spark factor because a lot of people just don't realize that the real seat of your health is your energy and the spark of life that animates you is found in the mitochondria, and if you really learn to harness your metabolic health and you learn and understand what mitochondria do, you realize they're basically this, like, it's basically a a metaphor for life and, you know, energy and connection are like the two biggest pillars of health that you can really, um, that I I think people should focus on and metabolic health in particular is the main focus of the book, but I do end the book talking about the importance of human connection because that's where I'm taking my career after spending 10 years in metabolism and food Um, but I really just feel like I've been always trying to search for the meaning of life and like, why are we here? You know, what, what is this meaning of existence? What is health? You know? And I learned that health was this ability to adapt and self-manage in the face of adversity. And it wasn't this idea of like no disease, complete absence of disease or infirmary. That was the WHO's definition for a long time. To me, that doesn't really feel complete because it gives this idealistic concept of health as though like, you're just like perfectly well. Like most people are not perfectly well 24, seven, seven days a week. Right. Most people are dealing with problems and it's how you handle those problems that determines how healthy you are. So like, do you bounce back after sickness? Do you have the capacity to maintain the integrity of your body mm-hmm. despite getting hit with challenges? You know, do you break down in the face of massive challenges? And like, one of my favorite things to do in life is to challenge myself, right? Like yes. I love seeing what I'm capable of doing. And in the process of publishing this book, I realized that it was actually like, it's very ironic. It's incredibly unhealthy to be publishing a book because like (laughs) there's so much work that's involved. It's like building another company. Yeah. And I already have two. So I was like, wow, this is literally like a whole nother company I'm building on the top of like another startup. So like, I don't know how these serial, like, like, I don't know how like people like Elon and friends of mine, like Ben Lamb run like five companies at a time because it just does not compute in my head. Yeah. But I only hit a certain experience. Like there was a moment last year where I was like, okay, this is my capacity. Yeah. And I, I can't, if I keep exceeding this capacity, I'm going to keep breaking down. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of us, like we specifically ambitious people, we want to see what we're capable of. We want to challenge ourselves. Yeah. And you have to understand that there's always going to be some, some effects on performance. If you are like, you can try to perform all you want, but like, if you really, really push yourself hard and your demands exceed your capacity, you're going to see some health problems emerge, yes. you know? Yes. And in my case, I didn't have any major health issues last year, aside from just like getting COVID once and having mm-hmm. to fix my body after that. Mm-hmm. But, um, but, you know, my immune system was weakened by the stress I was under. And, and I'm trying to teach people how to think about health through mitochondrial health. So if you think about mitochondria like batteries and capacitors and power plants, it's like, do you have enough energy creation organelles in your body that are functioning optimally that are able to be able to like, it's just like you're in a video game and you've got those green bars in the yes. corner, right? Like that's your energy level. And if you, it's like, if you are literally living your life where you're starting to see those energy levels go down you know that the video game character is not going to survive that next level, yep. you know? Mm-hmm. And so I, I feel like a, like a X-Men most of the time, right? Mm-hmm. Like I really do feel like I have, like I'm a mutant and I have mutant superpowers and like, it's so good. Every, every day I'm like surprised. Oh, I was able to do that. That's cool. I didn't know that was possible. Yes. Like, 
I won't get into like some of the witchy stuff, but like. No, pl- yeah. what are you talking? You're talking to a witch. Well, My audience okay, so, knows like, I'm a fucking I witch. A I had yeah. a photo shoot with you. Mm-hmm. And um, I, there was going to be, it was going to be overcast. And I was like, no way is it going to be overcast. And so I guess there's like, there's a, there's a type of superpower. Um, what is it called? Hold on. I have it written I down. I love this. <laughs> it's like Atmo, Atmo, um, let me see if I can find it. Atmo Kinesis. Okay. Weather. Are we, are we like your fucking storm right now for Max Men? I, like I mean, storm. you've got, you've got the like vibes right now that storm. got, yeah, I, she's my favorite. So I, I'm like, this happened to me recently where I literally was like, no effing way. Am I going to let the sun hide from my shoot? I need to, I need to, I need this. I need direct rays of sun to make these prisms on faces for the mm. shoot I'm doing for my brand. And I'm like, there's no way I cannot not have sun today. Like mm-hmm. I have to have sun. So I literally looked up a, a sun spell yes. and I did the sun spell the night before the day of during the day, especially when it get overcast and the sun parted every single time. Oh my God. And I'm like, Ooh, new power. The next day I'm on my way to Jackson hole and I'm visiting this this guy and I'm like, I'm like really annoyed that we're delayed. And I'm like, well, talking to the pilots, I'm like, so tell me a little bit more about this delay. He's like, well, we got a new plane, but now there's weather patterns. And I was like, oh, I can handle this. Like, what? Do we, show me the weather patterns. What do we need to move? And he was like, okay, so this pattern needs to go that way. And I'm like, okay, I got it. And literally I was like, all of my powers in my brain. I was imagining this map that he'd shown me. And I was like, move that, move that pattern, move that pattern. Give us like, give us a straight path. And when we landed, the I heard the pilots on the intercom. They're like, and we got here a few minutes early. Thanks to these weather patterns. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I'm like walking out of the airplane and I look at them and he goes, Hey, thanks. Yes. <laughs> He winked. And I was like, oh. And then and then I and I told this guy that I was seeing that I did this, and he was like, Oh, so you're a weather witch. And I'm yeah. like, Well, I mean, look, I didn't even know I had this power until yesterday. And 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 he was like, Well, you gotta be really careful if you're moving the weather because that that can really affect other people. Like you could really affect like not just the people that you're trying to help, but like it could lead to other patterns. I was like, Oh, I should probably think about that. So I started researching at Mokinesis and I was like, Actually, they say that online too. Like, you got to be careful if you're moving the weather because that actually can affect other people, you know? Mm. And I'm like, okay, I'll be much more. I have a tendency to just be like, cool power. But <laughs> the thing is, is that like, I do think that all of us have, like, I'm really, I was, I, for like the last 10 years, I've been obsessed with like, what is energy? Mm-hmm. What is power? What is capacity? Yeah. How does this all make sense through physics? Yeah. What is it that we're doing with our brains and our bodies? And like, and like magic is real, yes, right? Yes. We're all in the field. And yep. I think that when you really start honing your energy capacity on a cellular level mm-hmm. and you get rid of your insulin resistance and you get rid of your brain fog and you get rid of your gut dysfunction and you get your body in top shape, mm-hmm. you start discovering all sorts of hidden capacities. And the word capacity is so important because bioenergetic capacity is an actual real scientific term for the charge that your cells create through the consumption of substrates and converting them into energy, which is in the form of an electrochemical gradient, the actual, an actual electrochemical force, an actual electromagnetic force is actually made in your cells. And so I am obsessed with optimization and I have optimized my body. I'm in like the best shape of my life. I'm even getting in better and better shape. Mm -hmm. I've optimized my mental health. Mm -hmm. I'm meditating once or twice a day. I'm like, now I'm like really interested in optimizing my spiritual health because yeah. I think that like, this is sort of like the next frontier of like, okay, if you've got your body figured out, if you've got your trauma sorted, yep. if you've healed from all that nonsense and your body and your mind are fit. The next iteration is like, what can I do spiritually? Like what is po- like, and like my main goal right now is like understanding consciousness and understanding yes. what can I do with all these innate in, in hidden capacities that I'm discovering. Mm-hmm. And like, if I'm, it, and like, there was, there's been a few moments in the last few years where I'm like, can I, am I using my powers for good or am mm-hmm. I using my powers for bad? Yeah. Like you're always going to be faced with a choice in life. Are you going to be on the side of good? Or are you going to be on the side of evil? And mm-hmm. like, you're going to be tested mm-hmm. multiple times. Like, are you going to choose good? Mm-hmm. And I, I literally pivoted my entire company in a completely different direction. That's amazing. Because I thought that, the thing I was working on was a little bit too, too much potential for manipulation and evil. Mm. I was developing a love drug. Okay. And it's literally like an actual 
It's, it, it can make you feel like you're madly in love with someone. Sure. Like, Brain chemical. It, yeah. Okay. Like full on love potion. Okay. Yep. Mm-hmm. So I was like wow. getting these intense. I, I was in Antarctica and I was like having a bit of an existential crisis. <laughs> Just in Antarctica. I, <laughs> yeah. Well, when you see the ice caps melt firsthand, it's you have a, you a, little, a little bit of a crisis. Yeah. And yeah. like, and then like, I, I just like had this realization when I was there. I was like, you cannot. And by the way, I just raised money on this idea. Like this was a big, I had an entire develop, drug development plan. Wow. And I was, if I go down this path in my life, there is a really good chance that this is going to mess up humanity. And this is going to get into the wrong hands. Cause I'm going to have to raise a billion dollars mm. over 20 years. And by the time you raise a billion dollars, you do not have control over that entity anymore. I yeah. have multiple friends that have raised multiple billions for their companies and they do not have control over those companies. Sure. Your investors have control. Yeah. So knowing that you're like sitting on this cool idea, mm-hmm. but knowing this can also cause damage to people, it was like, okay, what can I do instead to actually harness this? Like, what what is my next, what am I going to do? Yeah. And so I decided to pivot the company in the direction, same mission, which was to literally create love in the world, right? Literally create, I wanted to basically build a vision around the idea that love is a measurable science, measurable Mm. and modifiable. It's not just a spiritual pursuit, even though personally, my main intention spiritually is to cultivate unconditional love, like as much as I can everywhere I go. Like that's my spiritual practice is like unconditional love. I, I don't think you need to complicate spirituality. It's like every religion has this as a central core value. So just work on that when you meditate, work on that in your relationships. But, um, in my company, we're developing a novel protocol around intimacy and it's, it's an alternative name for this would be a sex therapy. Okay. But Sex therapy is like not a super sexy term, believe it or not. So we're like working out the terminology, but basically Masters and Johnson and Kinsey were these like luminaries in sexual medicine from like the Mm sixties and seventies. And like they pioneered research around sexuality. And I was like, well, I want to pioneer research around love and intimacy. Mm -hmm. And I want to figure out, can we develop products and services around the science of love? So I started studying the science of love and it's amazing meeting these amazing women and and men that were scientists and experts in sexuality, the sex drive, the romantic love drive, the drive to attach. I met people in every single one of these domains. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I could spend the rest of my life building on this concept, which is we need to understand love. We need to know, we need to know how we need to actually really know how to like look at this as not just a spiritual path, but a science. Yes. Because human connection is associated with longevity and happiness. It's probably the greatest factor in longevity and happiness. So there's all these companies that are going out and trying to get people to live longer and healthier lives through biotechnology. Mm -hmm. And don't get me wrong, I had that path. And I'm still intending to use some biotechnology in this path. Mm -hmm. But we're missing the big picture, which is that we need to look at all of our relationships as a spiritual practice. Yeah, All of them are a way for us to uncover our true selves and actually work through our pain and work through our traumas and become better people. And I'm, I, I look at like every single interaction now is like, how can I make this a spiritual practice? And how can I actually translate these, this concept of a spiritual value into a scientific field? Because it. like, if this is the greatest factor in longevity and happiness, then why, mm. how can we explain this? And Sue Carter it's this incredible researcher and she's just an incredible luminary. She's like, she's like, she's like on the board of Kinsey. Okay. And she, she's like my fairy godmother. Mm -hmm. And she, she taught me that like, it's really about this hormone oxytocin Mm -hmm. and it's about this ability to bond and connect that actually produces safety signaling in the brain. And there's also this hormone of vasopressin, it's the ability to protect and defend those that we love. And so cultivating connection Mm -hmm. is actually incredibly nourishing on a cellular level. It reduces inflammation. It reduces oxidative stress. It protects your heart and it, and and it like literally protects your mitochondria. So I'm thinking to myself, this seems to be like the Holy grail of longevity and happiness. Why are we so unhappy? And why do we struggle with relationships so much? Yeah. Like what's society? Yeah. So I hired these sex therapists to design me a, a new therapy. And we're going to use this therapy without psychedelics to begin Mm -hmm. because we want to offer it to just the masses. We want to prove that like our brand is just like grounded in in strong brands. And then we also don't want to be only seen as a psychedelic company. Yeah. So we're testing this proof of concept study starting this October. And then we're also going to be running a larger study next year 
um, doing a bigger a bigger cohort. But we're basically trying to demonstrate that our protocol helps couple. Initially, it's going to be couples. We are going to let singles in the program, but mm-hmm. we're not going to be putting them in the study. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're, we designed this protocol to help reduce sexual dysfunction, improve sexual function, Amazing. and improve feelings of love and connection within and between individuals and help um, create more secure attachment between people. But what I didn't know it was going to do was help integrate polarity within people. Like mm. I have been fascinated by polarity for so long because mm-hmm. polarity is life. Yep. Literally the masculine and the feminine yep. is life. Yeah. And the integration of polarity seems to be one of the bigger problems of our society today. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wow, our protocol does that too. So I'm just like so excited because we're going to go out and we're going to do this huge study and we're going to test it. And it's just, it's, I've never been more excited about the frontier of, of human health than I am today with this movement of around intimacy. That's there's that's incredible. There's so many things you just dropped there that are so amazing. Like, first, I just want to highlight your passion. I mean, it's mm-hmm. one of the things I love so much about you, and and I think it's it's also why you are truly one of the leaders in in health and and wellness because you genuinely are coming from a place of care and curiosity, and it keeps you hungry and it keeps you on the leading edge of things. And I also really want to point out, I love that you honor your evolution. You know, this is the stuff that this is my work, right? Self-mastery, self-actualization. So you're to all the things you're talking about, masculine, feminine, conscious, it's like, that's my realm of shit, you know? And a lot of, I believe that true suffering in life comes as a result of an individual not honoring their personal evolution. You're you're literally saying no to your authentic self and you, on the other hand, and that's hard to do, Molly, because if you think about like, you know, you, all of what you have already done in your career prior to this new frontier that you're super passionate and building on, a lot of people would just stay there, right? Like, Hey, I've, I've really like done a lot here. Let me just, you know, keep, keep myself anchored in this. And, but that is very, to me that I think that's a, the, um, you know, you're not honoring your authentic self and especially for feeling a calling like you are. And I think it, it really, um, yeah, it's just a disservice to the individual and to society because here you are, while this is feeding you because you're excited, you're learning, you're giving and giving and contributing at larger levels. And obviously like still, I think just like, we haven't even seen the best of you yet, you know, which is so exciting for all of us because it gives back to us. And so I love, I love that, you know, creating connection and focus and pleasure and love um, is such a big big piece of the conversation for you. I mean, I literally, uh, look at this shirt today. I I, I, I knew if it. I could wear it with anybody, it's with Molly. <laughs> Breakfast of Champions, yes. I love this. I need to get this, by the way. Yeah, yeah, I know. I'll, I should, I'll get you one of these. I'm sure it's still well, it's out funny. there. We're going to make, we're going to, one of the things we're going to do for our company is we're going to make some, some clothing because I feel like if you're going to try to build an iconic brand, yeah. then you want people to be able to wear it, you yeah. know, you want people to be able to be a part of it. And yeah. I just feel like, um, what I'm seeing in like the sexual health space and the, and the, even the mental health and the relational health space is that generally speaking, everything's either very Tantra oriented mm-hmm. or, and like kind of hippy dippy yes. or like, it's like very clinical. Yes. And then, or there's like this campy, campy neon playful thing, which is fine. But I'm trying to say, okay, if we're, if there's like, campy if there's like super hippy dippy and um and then like and then there's like the super serious like where's our brand gonna be mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. like and we're trying to bring like a level of of like I I want to it shouldn't be a luxury but like the idea of like it's a bit of a sophistication not snob it's but sophistication yeah. it's a sophistication yeah to intimacy, love, connection. And it's also like, there's a sacredness to it, right? It's like, we're not here to sell you a new religion, right? but we're here to say, look, like this intimate communion is a huge, huge catalyst for growth. Mm -hmm. And if you treat it with the love and with with like real love and respect, Mm -hmm. and you look at it as like this thing that can actually add value to your life, like it's, it can really magnify anything you're trying to do. So like, if you look at, um, Kama Sutra. Mm-hmm. It was literally designed as a path for couples that were householders to actually enhance their living existence. It was to enhance their ability to produce money and, and produce abundance. It was about Amazing. becoming a better member of society through your relationship. 
And then Kama Mudra has been pioneered by this guy, Dr. Nita, who I'm like dying to meet and I haven't met yet. And Kama Mudra is about the spiritual path to transcendence through sexual union um, within yourself or with a partner. And right now when we think of sex, it's like very much there's, there's, I mean, don't get me wrong. There is 100% value in the kink community. Like I think that kink is a healing modality Mm. and there's a lot of, there's a lot of like sexuality found in the OnlyFans world and in the, the world of like, there's a lot of like overt sexuality media, Mm -hmm. you know, Kardashians, for example, have made billions on sexuality skims. Skims is all about selling sexuality. And I'm, I, the market we're going for is people who are like, yeah, we can kind of see through all that. We're looking for something deeper. Yeah. We're looking for something with more substance. We're looking for something that really, really reaches us and touches us and like these intimate places in our lives. Mm -hmm. And, um, I think a lot of people are swimming on the surface when it comes to their sex and they, they don't really know what's even possible. And if you actually look at what makes transcendent sex, Mm. it's very similar to what makes, um, a psychedelic experience, psychedelic, like, like there's a sense of merging. There's a sense of, um, let me just like, I've got actually this listed out. There's like, there's a sense of, um, so there's a great book called transcendent sex. And it's like all about how like really great sex is being present, focused, embodied, having connection, alignment, merging, being in sync, Mm -hmm. extraordinary communication, heightened empathy, deep sexual and erotic intimacy, authenticity, being genuine, uninhibited and transparent, transcendence, bliss, peace, transformation, and healing, exploration, interpersonal risk-taking and fun, vulnerability and surrender, lust, desire, chemistry, and attraction, intense physical sensation and orgasm. Like those last two are actually minor quality transcendent sex. The major ones are above. And so I'm like, wow, most of those are things you experience in a psychedelic state. And so knowing that like, if we're teaching people how to get to these places of, of like, high higher states of consciousness we have like an opportunity we, we actually have to like warn people and in, in informed consent like you may fall madly in love with your partner like you shouldn't do this program if you're like super new in a relationship and you don't want to get bonded to someone that's amazing you may experience altered states of consciousness you yeah. may um have a spiritual awakening yeah you may like i don't i can't guarantee these things are not going to happen and so yes. it's like at the same time i think that it's important that we push the frontiers of what's possible for humanity because there's so many people struggling with all these problems around their sexuality and they don't know where to turn to. And they don't know. It's like going to like, there's a lot of opportunity to like get mainstream sex therapy and and sexual medicine. Yeah. But also just a lot of people who are not fully sexually dysfunctional Yeah, and they're, they're um, what I would call high functioning, sexually dysfunctional, which means they don't have great sex. Mm -hmm. They're not really satisfied with their sex lives, but they're not in distress about it. Mm. They're just not like, this isn't awesome. This isn't amazing. I want, I want amazing. And so that's kind of like the market that we're going for, like thirties to fifties, people who are in committed relationships. We're going to develop a singles protocol um, as well next year. But right now we're focused on developing a really strong couples protocol and then eventually a singles, a singles journey next year. But we really want to show that like, our protocol does what it says. Mm-hmm. And then eventually when we have a chance, we'll probably combine it with like what's legal right now, which is sublingual ketamine mm-hmm. and do a journey. Like there'll be a version of the protocol where people can engage in sublingual ketamine journeys with their partner. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a real pioneering company. Like there's, so I don't know cool. anyone else doing this right I now. I mean, I've certainly not heard of anything yeah. like this. I think it's so exciting. It, so many thoughts come to my mind. A couple of things to start with. When I think of, um, so to be in a heightened state of um, sexual pleasure, I'm just going to connect some thoughts. Would you say then that the healthier an individual is, you probably are going to be in a better position yeah. to... So then let's let's thread that a little bit because you know you're you're saying this and my mind is 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 listening to you and then I'm I'm literally thinking about women I'm 45 right so I'm in the perimenopausal years and I can tell you just and I'm I'm very healthy Gabrielle Lyon is my doctor and one of my best friends oh she's amazing she's incredible we do all the labs so you know if she's my doctor you know like I'm like we're doing all the things and I'm just a geek about this shit anyways right but I will tell you from 40 to 45 and as healthy as I am. I just, there's a lot of like hormone, you got to keep up with a lot of things like to, to really keep your vitality optimized. Yeah. And so I'm thinking about women 
all the stressors of life. We're in this very hyper-masculine dominant state of like, do, 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 go, go, go. And I'm a fucking performer. But there's different phases in the menstrual cycle. Like we have to do things differently or it's more advantageous rather to do, you know, to adjust to your, um, where you are in your cycle. And so anyways, I'm thinking of all these things really fast and I'm thinking about, you know, um, issues around, you know, nutrition and just women that are really not living from optimal states of health. They're not going to feel their best in their body to then be able to receive and to integrate into this high state of sexual pleasure and health, right? Do you see, like, I was just connecting all that and then I'm gonna let you run with it. But just like, if we if we move back into like concepts around the spark factor, which by the way, I fucking love the name of the book because I think it's perfect. Thanks. I always talk about this. Let me throw this at you. And then, you know, there's like, people are always talking about like, oh, I, I need more time, like, and and how to optimize my time. I'm like, well, why don't you actually focus on, instead of trying to optimize your time, how do you focus on optimizing your energy? Because yeah. if you switch to that and you're now focused, when you wake up in the morning, yeah, the, the clock is running, but so is your energy. And when you run out of energy, it doesn't fucking matter how much time you have. You're done. But if you focus on shifting your perspective towards how do I keep my energy optimized, and there's endless ways to do that, you're actually going to become a better master with your time as well as like a side effect, right? So yeah. if we, so the spark factor to me is like, it's, it's, it's that, like keeping the spark within you alive so that you can live with vitality. And then so that like, you know, so I'm just kind of bridging all the things. And then that takes me to sexual health and where you just, yeah. yeah. So if you want to dive into you know, I mean, look, yeah. nine out of 10 Americans are metabolically unwell. Yeah, and so sad. so the reality is, is that a lot of people are just not having good sex because they don't have good energy. Right. And that is real. Yeah. And I probably will have to bake in a, like a health optimization program into this at some point because yeah. you cannot optimize sexual health and intimacy without having good metabolic health. Like you do have like that affects everything. Right. Because right. that's the energy flow. Yes. And that's the connection that we're building upon. Mm -hmm. So I really probably should create like a book summary of like, here's what I would recommend you do if you want to optimize your metabolism. Yes. Um, I'm sure I can get AI to probably summarize this for uh, me. Yeah, you can. <laughs> that's you know? for sure. Yeah. yeah. No, um, I think it's vital. But it is real. I mean, it's really a real issue for a lot of people. And um, at the same time, I don't think we're going to be able to service the whole world with this right. company initially. But the goal is that we... The, the, the structure of the company that we're designing around is wanting to train people to teach the protocol and guide others through this journey. And so mm. there's just like, there's this whole online program we're building, but we're designing it so that anybody can learn it and then go and teach it to their communities. That's so right. like, this is a, it's much more sustainable than just training, um, than just training trainers mm -hmm. and only making that as a business. Mm -hmm. Like ideally we want to, we want people to go through this entire journey with us and then have integration groups to go through what they're learning. Quick interruption for all my queens listening in here. I'm so happy you're here and I hope that you are loving this episode. I'm going to get right back into it, but I had to let you know that I am opening doors on my future self digital course very, very soon. And I want you in that course Listen, your self-identity is shaping your reality. And that is not just a concept. This is an actual truth. And that's why I'm so excited to share this course with you because it is absolutely transformational to your whole life. It's not just a course that you're going to take and then you're going to shelf and you're going to forget about it. No, it has a proven and effective transformative blueprint that as you start to take it, you immediately start to activate parts of your inner world that then start to affect your outer world. It's truly the path for you to become a self-actualized woman, you know, where you are thriving from your fullest potential, your highest self. You know, your future self plays a massive role to who your current self is because she is the highest expression of you and she's anchoring you on this path as you move through your life, right? She's like your queen mentor. So this course is really meaningful to me because I know it has been the biggest game changer in my own life and it has already served so many of the women that have taken this course. So in the show notes, there is a wait list link that you can get on right now that will give you some special bonuses, including money off. So definitely check it out and back to the episode.
That's so cool. Yeah, I yeah. think it's I think it is so so important because I I do also, you know, connection is it's huge. You know, and I'm very introverted. Um <laughs> I never knew that. That's actually yeah. interesting. I, I know. I know. A lot of people always trip out like what? because when I'm out here, I'm I'm very present, I'm very warm, yeah. I'm not shy, but my recharge is me. I need me. And that and that you know, is because I've developed a very, very strong um, relationship, loving relationship with myself that I need to nurture, you know? And so, um, but I do believe that the, you know, coming out here and having strong community, you know, is, is so, is such a big factor to, I mean, I just know that when I, when I'm home visiting my family and, you know, I'm an auntie and I'm like with the loved ones and I just fucking squeezing the little kids and like having that time with them, you know, it gives me so much, you know? So one question that came up to my mind, um, when you were talking about oxytocin, can, do you know, are we able to produce oxytocin just with ourselves, or do we, is it a requirement that we need to interact with another to, to, to get that hormone release? You, know? you can do it through just like tickling your arm. You oh, know? really? <laughs> what I do is I like when I'm feeling nervous or something, I'll just like tickle my arm. And I didn't realize this when I was a kid, I would like try to soothe my sister when she was scared at night. And I would like do a cloud journey with her and take her through this like guided thing. And I would, we would just like tickle each other's arms, you know, and yeah. it was like something we did in church. But I didn't realize that was like, that was like literally oxytocin. Like when you wow. get your back scratched or your back tickled, like just human touch. Got it. So it's massage is a great option. Yeah. Wow. Um, Okay. And singing and oming and just like using your vagus nerve Mm -hmm. can help too. Like really just getting into your body to relax your nervous system and feel safe. Yeah. Oxygen is a safety hormone. So anything you do to get your body to feel safe is usually going to be mediated through oxytocin. CBD is an interesting one Mm. through, um, CBD is interesting through, um, the anandamide pathway. So it CBD actually does have effects on oxytocin through this um, neurotransmitter called anandamide. So like just taking CBD, there's a reason why people feel good when they take it. Isn't that the bliss actually, molecule? Is that like yeah, yeah, the, yeah, bliss, the bliss molecule? molecule. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Uh, that's cool. And, and like self-compassion meditations, mm-hmm. you know, I am filled with loving kindness. Um, mm-hmm. You know, like loving kindness, meta meditations are really great for mm-hmm. getting more oxytocin. There's actual evidence suggests that loving kindness meditation is good. Um, yoga. It's a great form of okay. just like getting your body to feel safe and, and calm. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, there's a lot of ways to, to get oxytocin. Let me pivot and ask you, because obviously a big part of your book and just health in general, the focus is mitochondria, which I fucking love. It's all about the M word to me. Mitochondria are social organelles. So mm-hmm. they act like humans. They actually come together. They share information. They share energy. They break apart. They like do a bunch of, they have like, they have like unique tasks that they're they're tasked to do. They like they act in unison. They like they there's a lot of there's a great book called Mitochondria as Social Organelles. It's okay. paper actually. Mm-hmm. And so like they're they're a reflection of us mm-hmm. on a cellular level. Like it's crazy. If you really <laughs> think about studying them, it's like, whoa, they are literally, they are literally us. They are determining if we feel safe or if we feel endangered. And yeah. they will literally shift the hormone production in the cell to sex hormone production or stress hormone reduction. Mm. Because like whether the based on the signals that the cell is getting, yeah. So they're electromagnetic and they're picking up signals. So they're literally like little brains in every cell. That's like we think our brain or consciousness is in our mind, mm-hmm. but it's distributed. And any any your your brain is what it, what it does is it takes sensory information, mm-hmm. it integrates it, it processes it, it transduces it into new signals, right, and new behaviors. Mm-hmm. Same thing happens on a cellular level with mitochondria. They're literally taking in cellular signals. They're integrating, they're transducing, and then they're directing where that energy is going to go for what reason. So they're very like I, I I like to preface mitochondria with like you can't look at them as just energy organelles. You have to look at them as like they're helping you be. They're like the general contractors of the cell. Oh, you know, that's amazing. I love how you do that. That's incredible. So what would you say then? Let's just fire out a, a couple things. Like fire off. What are some of the greatest disruptors to mitochondrial health? And what are some of the greatest loving, um, you know, nutrients to optimize mitochondrial health? Yeah. So some of the biggest disruptors are 
air, water, mm-hmm. and food, right? So like the, the the chemicals in our environment, in our water, in our air, and in our food yeah. um, are really damaging to mitochondrial function. So there's a lot of endocrine disruptors. Yes. There's a lot of heavy metals. There's a lot of pesticides. Mm-hmm. And these things are not great for mitochondrial health, as well as pharmaceuticals. So mm-hmm. antibiotics are will tank your mitochondria and um, make you really fatigued and tired. So it's really important for people to pay attention to the inputs of their environment. And like, I'm very fortunate. I have purified water, purified air. I've got really healthy food, great meat supplies, but most people are eating, you know, conventional produce, if any, because they're getting produce. And tap water or bottled water with microplastics. The fucking fragrance shit in the air. The, the so, oh laundry God, those things and plugins and Febreze and like all up. those, all those detergent added to detergents and all those house cleaning materials, all the makeup, yeah. all the hair products. Yeah. I was using all these hair products and I was like, my back was breaking out. And I was like, what is wrong with my back? And it was like, oh, it's literally all the hair products you're putting on your body. Like really? get rid of the toxic hair products and your skin will get clear. And it's totally cleared up. So it's like, wow. it's really funny that a lot of people are are like trying to buy more makeup. They're trying to buy new clothes and they're not really looking at where beauty comes from, which is yes. inside. And really attractive people have light coming out of their skin. You know, they are beaming right? because they have energy. Yes. That is the most, that, that, that is the most, that's one of the best things you can do to show that you're healthy. Right. You know? Right. Yeah. Well, you, it's almost like, it's like you emit your essence. It's, it comes off of you. Um, and, 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 you know, this is not a judgment, it's an observation, but we know that when we see an individual who doesn't have that, that light within coming, you know, there's more dullness, there's more gray, there's like a, you know, sallow skin. So it's very real. Yeah. And then what would you say are some of the things that our mitochondrial love, um, mitochondria love like i don't know red light what what, what would you that's oh, yeah. one of my favorites i love red light i use a Me sauna too. space um i love it. to put my my i i really feel like we should, we should put my sauna space link in because this is the best sauna ever yeah we will red light and it's also a sauna and it's also got a uh, verde cage around it so it's like when you're in that sauna you're like so zen you know there's nothing coming in you're like in a total peace peaceful zen mode Amazing. um i also love Coenzyme Q10, um, MitoQ is like the best mitochondrial supplement on the market. Like okay. it's the only one that has a clinical research behind it, demonstrating that it actually gets into inside the mitochondria, um, wow. which is really rare, like to find companies that are actually doing that deep research. Yep. Um, so I, I'm actually working with, um, with my, MitoQ because they're so in alignment with what the book's about. Um, mm-hmm. If you're on statins, you really need to take a, you need to, you have to take coenzyme Q10. And I, I don't recommend statins necessarily, but mm-hmm. some people have to be on them. Yeah. And it should be honestly a crime for companies not to complex coenzyme Q10 because it depletes it. Like statins will deplete your coenzyme Q10. Really? So like you need that to function normally. Um, also a big fan of magnesium. You need mm-hmm. it for everything, right? Like it's for all, all I mean, you're literally running on, electro electromagnet like you have electrochemical gradients are key right so mm-hmm. you need proper sodium potassium balance mm-hmm. you need proper salt balance you need proper magnesium balance calcium balance um i measure these all through hair minerals testing and i really like the company upgraded formulas but i also do doctor's data to measure okay. hair minerals i use the nutraval to actually measure micronutrient micronutrients from genova diagnostics okay because not looking at like you can just to, anybody can just go take like a multivitamin or a, a set of like prenatals, which are fantastic. Mm-hmm. But if you are thinking about, you know, if you're thinking about like uh, wanting to be more specific and targeted, mm-hmm. then measuring is always a good, good idea. So I measure my labs like well, at least twice a year. Yeah. Uh, okay. Now the big one that people need to think about is the gut. Yeah. So if you have gut dysfunction, you probably aren't getting all of the nutrients that you need into your bloodstream because oftentimes there's leaky gut. Oftentimes there's food reactivities, inflammation, and there's a lot of microbiome mitochondrial crosstalk. Mm. So if you do have an inflamed gut, it's safe to say you probably have some problems with mitochondrial function too. And metabolic, the thing is, is metabolism is intimately tied to digestion. 
because your digestion plays a role in producing the substrates necessary for metabolism and absorbing the micronutrients necessary for metabolism. Mm. So you need to have a healthy digestive system. Yeah. And um, if people are wondering about gut health, mm-hmm. this guy, Dr. K, Dr. Kazarian, he's like the, I think that's how you spell, spell his last name. He's got one of the best um, courses on gut health that anyone should take. Everybody should just take this course because okay. everybody needs to optimize gut health in this country. Like yes. everybody's got messed up guts. Um, so chewing your food, making sure that you properly digest your food and you're getting all those micronutrients in your body, um, is so, so key for optimal health. Yeah. Um, hormones are a really good kind of marker of like, where, where are you at in the stress versus the rest and diet, you know, like the stress system versus like the sort of reproductive cycle. Um, especially if you are going through perimenopause and you're noticing some shifts in your hormones, Mm -hmm. very important to take a look at your hormone and like, look and just take a look and see what's going on with them. You know? Yeah. 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 I think it's, I, (laughs) I know it's so totally, it's so huge. Um, quickly, um, stress. I just, I I would love to hear you talk about, I've, I've heard you talk about mitohormetic stressors. So I know you stress, um, distress. Some people do, some people don't. If you could just talk about maybe some of the healthy stressors, Right. That we, yeah. yeah. We talked a little bit about heat and light, right? So um, sauna is a great example mm-hmm. of a hypermetic stressor that activates heat shock proteins and produces survival pathways in the body. Yeah. And then after that, there's also cold stress, right? Mm-hmm. So like cold plunges are great, but you don't want to overdo the cold plunge. Like mm-hmm. if you're really, really stressed out and you're high cortisol, cold plunge is not going to be serving you. It's yeah. going to make you more tired and more stressed. Cause it actually cold plunges increase norepinephrine. So like if you're already on your way to burnout, why would you be pouring more stress hormones on the system? So I like cold plunges when you're healthy and strong, not when you're trying to like figure that out, you know, like not when you're like struggling with, with like super high stress. And levels. even in the loot in the menstrual cycle, there's, I've, I've heard that there's different, like in late luteal, in the late luteal phase, not great to do cold plunge. Cause you're already, no, your you're cortisol- already high cortisol as it is. Right. That's like a higher cortisol state. Yeah. So you know, it's definitely something to think about. Yeah. Um, and what else? Um, trying to think. So, so it's training. So, so hit. exercise. It's exercise and recovery. So there's yeah. a bunch of top switches, right? Mm-hmm. So there's like mitohermetic stressors. You got to think about them as like a switch you flip and then you flip back. So yeah. there's heat and cold. There's exercise and recovery. So most people get the exercise right if they are if they're lucky and they're exercising. Yeah. They're sedentary and they don't do the exercise and they're just stuck in recovery. So like the problem I see mostly is people who exercise a lot but don't recover mm. or people who don't exercise at all and they're always sedentary. So like you have to get movement in your life if you want to be healthy. Yeah. But also need to recognize that um in order to to like get the benefits of exercise, you actually have to get a certain level of intensity mm-hmm. to get the signal to the cell to actually adapt to those demands. Yeah. So I'm a big fan of weight training mm-hmm. and I don't do a lot of cardio, but mm-hmm. I definitely do a fair amount of walking. Yeah. Um, but I, I really feel like for me, weight training is like the secret to health, you know, and yes. it's that stimul- I, I work with a trainer who uses the newbie device and it sends all this DC current and energy into my, <laughs> of course, my and it's like the it's most amazing. amazing workout because I get like, I feel like I get like three workouts in one workout. Um, and my body is just putting muscle on and getting so lean by just more muscle. So like yeah. what I have found for just like a sidebar for a lot mm-hmm. of women who are struggling with weight is like, if you are weight training and you're eating your weight in grams of protein, mm-hmm. you're not going to be hungry mm-hmm. and you're going to lose weight because <laughs> you're totally. going to get lean. For putting muscle on yeah. and Gabrielle Leon, she yeah. is like such a protein warrior. Yeah. And there's so many people who are like, protein's bad for longevity. But the thing is, I only care about health span. Yeah. I want to live to 150. I don't care about you guys who want to live that long. I want to like, I want to get to hundred and be good. You've always like, said that. I remember that from our first fucking you know, talk. You differentiated I that. I don't need to be 120 years old and wrinkly and old. Like I will be, you know, when, when Ram Das passed, He's, he was like totally at peace. And he said, Ron, everyone's like, Ron, why are you going? We can't leave. We don't want to lose you. And he goes, I have everywhere to be now. And he's so, I, I feel Ram Dass, I feel like Ram Dass is still with us, you know? Yeah. And I feel like by the time I die, 
I will have committed at least 30 years of my life to spirituality completely. Mm -hmm. And I will be so ready to go by the time I'm like a hundred that it won't matter by that. And so to me, my goal is I want to, I want to look awesome and feel awesome. And I look at Alan Aragon and his wife Mm -hmm. and they are so fit and they're in their fifties, I think. And like my friend um, who runs bio optimizers, Wade, mm-hmm. he's, he's competing in bodybuilding competitions. And he's like, I'm in the best shape of my life. Oh yeah. And I'm looking at these people, like you can get hotter and stronger as you get older. I'm like, in the you best fucking shape in my life. I'm at exactly. 45 and, and I still, it's you not were like in I'm at a sick peak. shape when I met you, by thank, the way, like thank you were you. in sick yeah, shape. When well, you- and I just always find ways to turn the dot. Di- I mean, and again, it's like, you have to, there's things to manage. I got hit with mold. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> me too, by the way. Did you? 2019. Wait, what year? Yeah. So for me, I, I learned about this in 2020. Yeah, it People was do 2021. not understand how, like mold is like, okay, when I talk about environment and your like, yeah. mold will ruin your mitochondrial function. Right. Mold will ruin your health. And it's endemic in the South. Every single crawl space that my friend's company tested was positive for mold. Wow. So it's definitely a problem. And yeah. um. But getting back to the mitochromatic stressors, you know, there's exercise and recovery, there's stress and mm-hmm. recovery. So we need a certain amount of stress to be strong. Yeah. And if I don't have a, I don't do well. When I was younger, I learned this about myself. I have to have a certain amount of use stress. Yeah. Like I need there's a use shape curve for stress. When you get to like the middle ground of stress, that's where you want to stay. You don't want to get above that, right? Mm-hmm. Some people are actually better off with higher levels of stress. And some people are better with lower levels of stress. I'm in the middle. This is called the COMPT gene, catecholamethyltransferase. It's also known as the warrior or the warrior gene. Mm. So people like me do best with like middle ground stress. Okay. So like I have to commit to like practices of meditation mm-hmm. and practices of, of centering and grounding. Because if I'm in high, high stress mode, like I was last year, yeah, it was a disaster. Like I was, yeah. I was like so productive. I mean, arguably it was the most productive year of my life. Like I taught at Stanford. I fundraised a million dollars. I moved to Austin. I traveled to multiple countries. I built an entirely new community. I finished a book, book. published a book, edited a book, you know, marketed a book. And I like built an entire marketing plan. I built an, I like built a, I like literally pivoted my company's direction, built an entire team around building a new sex therapy protocol. So like last year was, and by the way, sidebar, I also saw a bunch of patients last year too. So like I, and I advise like 20 companies. That's not what I'm recommending to people do. No, that was, that's but not really. I learned that like for me, yeah. that's just too much. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't need that level of, I don't need that much stress. Like I could be more effective with less projects and focusing. And it's yes. taken me 10 years to learn that like, I don't need to overextend myself anymore. Right. Yeah. Like I, for those women that are listening to me who are like 29, mm-hmm. please take my advice. You like, if I go go back to 29 mm-hmm. and I could tell my 29 year old self one thing, it would be eating more and exercising more is the secret to weight loss and better body. Like <laughs> I was, so I thought I had to starve myself and exercise, but actually it's the reverse dieting that's worked better for me. Yeah. Where yeah. Like, I'm actually eating more mm-hmm. and I'm exercising more and I'm getting leaner. Yeah. What? Yeah. Like what? <laughs> so that was a thing I wish I would have heard when I was younger. You don't need to be on Adderall. You don't actually have ADHD. You just aren't, you get, you're, you're, your metabolic health sucks. You got to fix your metabolic health. Yeah. I wish I would have learned that I could actually concertedly work on my self-love yes. when I was younger. Cause I, I worked on it over the last few years, like concertedly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And my level of happiness and joy in my life is so much greater because I just worked on self-love. Yep. I wish I would have told my younger version of myself that I could work on my attachment style mm. and that would actually help my, my health. Mm-hmm. So there's all these things that like, I, I really feel like I, um, I really feel like I wish I could have told myself then when I was younger. But the other thing that I want to go back to is mitochromatic stressors. We talked about exercise recovery, stress and recovery, mm-hmm. heat and cold, mm-hmm. high pressure, low pressure for people who are struggling with like long COVID mm-hmm. or jet lag or Crohn's disease. And they're dealing with some sort of wound issues, wound healing, hyperbaric oxygen therapy is fantastic. Amazing. It's high pressure to low pressure, which okay. sends this hypoxia inducible factor to turn on, which actually activates the mitochondria to go into a cellular regeneration mode. Amazing. So like, Definitely wish I had an HPOT machine. I don't have one, but my yeah. friend, I've got friends who do. 
Um, breath work is another way to get around that. You can just breath holds, breath work, you mm-hmm. know, high oxygen to low oxygen. Those are great tools in the toolbox. Um, and then feasting and fasting. Mm-hmm. So I have always been um, kind of a outspoken advocate for metabolic flexibility. Yep. Because I think that most people don't realize that this is actually the path to longevity mm-hmm. is having a strong metabolism that can gear shift between fat and carbs. Mm-hmm. And most people get stuck in high carb states or high carb, low carb states. Yep. And I am finding that it's that it's that toggle switch between um, high carb, low carb, between higher calories, lower calories, yeah. between fasting and feasting. Mm-hmm. Those toggle switches, that is like cross training your metabolism. Yeah. You know, totally. just like you do need to get a bit of cardio in. Yeah. Like on Saturdays, I work out with my trainer's class and it kicks my ass. Yeah. That's going to be my cardio is on Saturday. But like, it's really interesting. There's, um, there's so many people that are now coming to terms with like that fasting actually could be good for you mm-hmm. and that lowering your carb intake, if you have too many refined carbs and sugar in your diet, yeah. is actually great for your metabolism. Yeah. Um, but I'm, I'm, I'm definitely more in the, the sort of camp of like, there's going to be weeks where I'm going to eat more carbs. There's going to be weeks where I eat less carbs. Yep. And I'm less stuck in like full on low carb mode all the time. Yep. Because I just find that my body works better if I like raise my carbs a bit. Me too. That was one of the biggest changes for me in the last just th- two, really like two years even. Um, upgrade. You know, I mean, I, I I've I've always been low carb and and the carbs that I talk about. I mean, it's not like bread, pasta. You know, it's we're talking yeah. about like you know fruits and you know, yeah. root vegetables, but I've, I've, I've had to increase them, um, in the last two years to, for hormonal health, you know, like to, yep. to get into better states of sleep. I mean, I sleep really well, but this has really helped. It's ultimately for my recovery and also like, um, you know, the, the berries specifically to, uh, detox estrogen and just, you know, again, hormone health, right? Berries. Oh, me too. I eat so many no. fucking berries every day. And it's, I love raspberries. I love, me too, I, also blueberries. Love, like, I love smoothies with like frozen vegetables and fruits in them. You yeah. Know? Yeah. I used to do a lot of frozen vegetables, a little harder on the gut. Um, well, you know what I've learned is you can actually blanch them and then freeze them. So blanch your veggies first okay. and then the pre-digested, then you freeze them and then you don't get nearly as much of that digestion issue. Okay. You just gave me some flashbacks to your story post of your cooking. <laughs> like this I, girl can fucking cook. You can throw down in the kitchen. Down. I yeah. have not tasted your food yet, but I have felt oh, the frequency. It's really tasty. <laughs> I felt the frequency of love through just oh, looking at your you. food. Oh, yeah. It's gorgeous. You're so creative in the kitchen. I mean, like multicultural, different dishes. Like, girl, it's real. <laughs> I've always joked that, like, if all these other careers don't work out, I can become a caterer. You know? <laughs> you like, I, it's just a joke, of course. But, like, it's um, incredible. I definitely think that like, well, food is just so tied to love for me because I was very privileged to be born into an incredible family with like amazing parents where food is just a big part of our culture. And, um, I'm just so, so grateful for, um, my parents and like the way that they have raised me and like the way that food brought us together every night. Yeah. Like we had together every night and it was just such an amazing, that's really special. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Getting ready to close out, even though there's so much more to talk about. And when you, you know, when you get into that next phase and you're ready to really start talking about what, um, you know, with with what you're focused on in your business now, I, I'd love to have you back on. I'm, I honestly just keep talking to you and obviously real life hangs. But I want to say this, you know, this was, there are a couple things that when I was getting ready for this conversation um, that I was taking in about you that I really appreciated. And we're very much an alliance here. Like science and spirituality, I really actually use the word mysticism because I've always been a mystic. It's That's why I'm in this position now with my work where it's, it's all about, um, you know, getting women to live from their highest state of their authentic self, vitality, and unconditional love. Because I have learned that that has it's just given me the best results for me to face forward in life and continue to express myself and evolve, right? And I feel that your work totally, I mean, you even said it so many times, but you bring in science and spirituality and you're 
you know, essentially like you're unifying them. And I think that's so important. And then the other thing, oh yeah, it's, it's, it's so true. And, and I mean, again, like in our conversation, there, there were so many moments where you were already weaving it together. And I just, I wanted to highlight that. And then the other thing that I love so much, Molly, that I think is really fucking phenomenal about you and your work, health you know, for me, I'm a geek. I love this shit. Like I was listening to Dr. Rhonda Patrick before she was, you know, who she is now out there. Like on my Friday nights, I'm like listening to her talk about fucking metabolism and vitamin D because I'm a geek and I love this shit, right? Yeah. Health has been really, I think it's like people think of health being healthy and a, a lot of the, you know, kind of words and feelings are um, boring, um, restrictive, you know, this kind of energy, right? When you think of health, laborious. And I think your presentation around health is you make it a lot sexier. You make it more juicy. You make it, and and that's the truth. To anybody living with real vitality, we're like, well, it's not any of that. It's not laborious and, you know, um, just, I I feel, right? Please, yes. I think a lot of people when they, like, I just need to let people know who are listening that like, I have not always been this vital and this healthy. I I really struggled with my health for a lot of my life. Yeah. And I had problems in college. I had problems in high school. I had problems in medical school. And like, I always knew since I was a child that someday I'm going to figure this stuff out. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't until my thirties that I really started figuring out what was wrong with me. And like, I had a lot of gut dysfunction. I had, I don't think I really have ADHD, Mm -hmm. but I think that I have... Um, I think I'm neurotypical mm-hmm. and I think it's a superpower, but I also definitely think that my twenties were highly sedentary. And because of that sedentary behavior, I really messed up my metabolism and messed up my energy and it gave me brain dysfunction. Yeah. And it was a combination of like, I mean, I've spent 10 years optimizing my health mm-hmm. and I, I like, I now have like what I would consider so many, so much more energy and so much more capacity mm-hmm. because I've been like systematically working on my health for 10 years. So I want people to know that like, this is not like an overnight thing. I didn't just wake up and it become this well, this way. It took real effort. Yeah. But the thing I always tell people is you can, you have to choose your heart. You can either be lazy and do nothing for your health and end up sick and having to use a healthcare system. And that's really hard, by the way, <laughs> figuring out how to maneuver the healthcare system when your body doesn't work. That's a nightmare. Yeah. Now, you, or you can just like wake up every day and just choose to do healthy habits, right? And pick one at a time and work on one at a time. Work on more food diversity, you know, with different fruits and vegetables. Work on honing your diet. Work on fixing your gut. Work on getting into better fitness. But it's, it's you know, it took me 10 years to get into better fitness. Like I started with just walking to work. Mm-hmm. And then I started doing kettlebells. And then I started going to the YMCA and using the sauna and doing some weight training. And then I got a trainer well, I, I had a boyfriend at the time who was kind of my trainer. And I learned <laughs> to actually, I mean, I, I, thanks, thanks, thank God for Travis. He was great. Um, and I learned how to work out mm-hmm. and I learned how to, and then I slowly over time fixed my insulin resistance that I had had from going off of stimulants. And I like had to change my diet and figure out that like most of my diet has to be whole foods, like mostly unprocessed. Um, besides protein powder, that's mostly unprocessed yeah. diet. And, um, meat, fish, nuts, seeds, fruits, vegetables, you know, and mostly vegetables and meats. Like that's my diet most of the days. And so, um, you know, it's, it's taken me a long time to get these things stable and, and straight, but like, it's not as hard as you think. Yeah. Most of it's in my book. Yes, Uh, it is. And, and there's like little, little tweaks. Like I have a tiny bit of thyroid dysfunction. Mm -hmm. I'm on like a totally minuscule amount of thyroid medicine. Yeah. Um, but if I don't take it, I get cold, you know? Yeah. So like these little tweaks that you can do to optimize your health, um, are they, they do add up, but the foundation Mm -hmm. needs to be rest, sleep, movement, and mastering your metabolism through mastering your gut health and getting a normal diet into your body and really cutting out the biggest factors that are causing disease, which is liquid sugars, fast food, processed food, mm-hmm. um, you know, the Western diet yeah. is poison. Yeah, It's poison. That's really why is. 90% of our, of our population is sick yep. and getting sicker, Yeah, you know? And so Crazy. like, I, I, I'm in like, in so many ways, I'm 1%, like I'm 1% in terms of like what I've done in a lot of things, but mm-hmm. I am 
I'm here to be a guide for people. I'm here to show people that also you can live a life. Like I go to concerts. I stay out late occasionally. You know, I try not to do it too often. I do a lot of travel. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm like definitely hard to pin down, but I live a very full life. And I'm, and I, the thing I optimize the most for though, that a lot of people don't, don't do is like in in like November of last year, I was in Austin. I was feeling lonely and I was like, okay, God, bring me a community of women. And in it's like August almost. Mm-hmm. And I have like 65 women in Austin in my WhatsApp group. That's and they're amazing. like some of the best women in this town. And so there's definitely some amazing, amazing people here yeah. that are just awesome, awesome people. And so like finding community and building a community, sometimes you have to be the one to do it. Yeah, Like I had to do it, but it's been paying me dividends because I have so much love in my heart and so much connection and so much joy. I just feel so lucky. I, I mean, so. I feel it off of you. You know, I yeah. can, I really do, truly. So I think you are, you know, you're, you're you're really walking your talk and it's felt. And I'm so, so appreciative for, I, I, I just love our connection and, and just happy to be reconnecting and, and want to nourish this connection more. And just very, very grateful for all the work that you have been doing and that you continue to do because it really is your your real contributor, Molly. And it's it's I'm 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 championing you, you know, all Thank the way you. through. Yeah, with all my heart, girl. So everybody needs to go buy the Spark Factor. You can get it anywhere, Amazon. Where do they follow you? Um, I'll make sure that, you know, you mentioned um the sauna. We'll put that link um, sure. in the show notes. But yeah, just throw out your your stuff and we'll we'll log it all in the show notes for everybody. Great. Yeah. Um, Instagram is great at drmolly.co. Cool. And then, um, so Instagram and then, um, drmolly.co is my website and I've also got a sub stack. So I'll give all those links. Okay, perfect. All right. All right. To be continued. Thanks so much for listening. You guys, please like subscribe and share, and don't forget to leave us a five-star rating and review. 